Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Good morning again. It's hour two of Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. Hopefully you're visiting with us at MyFaithRadio.com. If you are new to the Faith Radio listening community, we'd love to send you a welcome pack. There's a a way for you to engage with us at MyFaithRadio.com, and um, we would love to be engaged with you. There's a place for you to share your prayer requests and and connect with us uh, just across a range of topics, and there's lots of resources available, and they're all there for you. So please avail yourself of those. Um, There, uh, you can have access there to um, conversations that we've had over time with lots of folks about lots of different things. And so that's, you know, via the podcast from all of our programs. And so just encourage you to check that out. And thank you for every single one of you who makes this ministry possible through your not only prayerful, but also financial support. So thank you at this time of year, especially for the gifts that you give um, to support this ministry. So just wanted to start today with a, with a thank you. So December the 21st, that's the day we're on today. Um, so in my family, it's that's Rebecca's half birthday because her birthday is on June the 21st. And so happy half birthday to sweet Rebecca in our family. Depending on where you live in this spherical, spherical planet that we call home, today is either the day that you're going to have the least amount of light or the greatest amount of light. So if you live north, here's the way I like to think about it. If you live north of the Arctic Circle, so let's say near near the North Pole. Mm-hmm. Um, the North Pole, by the way, completely pointed away from the sun today. Then, you know, if you live north of the Arctic Circle, today's the day the sun never rises. But if you live south of the Antarctic Circle, like where the penguins live, then today is the day that the sun never sets. So one of the reasons that I share it that way is because we often imagine that everyone on the globe is having the same experience today that we're having. Everybody looks at December the 21st the same way we look at it. Everyone is experiencing, you know, similar weather or, you know, imagines a white Christmas. You know, actually, that's just not true for a lot of people, like everyone in the Southern Hemisphere. So depending on where you live, today is a day of darkness or it's a day of light. The sun never rises. The sun never sets. So for the next six months, um, nights are getting shorter in the northern hemisphere and days getting longer. But the opposite experience will be true for people in the southern hemisphere. And so why share all of this or remind us of all of this? Well, part of it is just so that we gain a little perspective, recognizing that we often imagine that our view is the view. Our perspective is the perspective. And there's just a whole lot more people looking and experience, looking at things and experiencing things today 
um, that's really, really different than the way you and I might be looking at it or experiencing it. So it's a good day, I think, to talk about light and dark. Good day um, for us to remember that it was into the darkness and chaos at the very beginning that God said, I mean, of all the things that God might have said, the very first thing that God said, the very first thing that God knew was necessary to bring forth life was that he bring forth light. And so let there be light. And there was light. And with that light, I want you just to think for just a moment about what happens because God says, let there be light. I mean, hope literally rises. For the first time, there was something called possibility. For the first time, there was time. Like, light actually makes it possible for us to mark time. Light makes it possible for us to see and appreciate, like, color and distinguish between things. Um, and do more than just feel and grope our way around in the dark. But light actually also makes possible the marking of time. Those living in deep darkness have no sense of how long they've been there. Darkness quickly yields to depression because people literally can't see their way out of it. And so in piercing the darkness, light literally brings hope and life. I mean, that's what John says about Jesus in his prologue. So I want you to encourage you to read again John chapter 1 today. And I want you to consider that people are going to be talking about many, many, many things in the headline news. There's lots going on in the world. Um, But for you and I, for our part, for our part, let's be the people who point to the good news of the gospel. The light of the world has come. He is here. God will not abandon nor forsake us. And if you're walking in deepest darkness today, I have good news for you. For the people walking in deep darkness, a light has come. His name is Jesus, and he has come for you. So today may be really dark in many ways. But if you are walking in the light of Christ, then no matter how dark the darkness gets, you can shine. And so let me encourage you, um, if you're a believer in Jesus, to let your light so shine before others today that they too, that they too might have hope arise, that they too might literally embrace the one who is the light of life. Bill English is going to join us next from BibleandBusiness.com. We're going to talk about inflation. Inflation's taking its toll on us in a lot of ways. Here's a question that I hadn't thought to ask about inflation. How is inflation going to affect my taxes? Bill English is going to tell us next. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. is back from bibleandbusiness.com. All right, Bill, most people think about brackets as something that we talk about um, related to basketball and something called the Final Four. But we're going to talk about tax brackets and how inflation is affecting our tax bracket. So good morning and Merry Christmas. Good morning, Merry Christmas. And yes, our tax brackets from the IRS 
are indexed to inflation. So as the inflation rate rises, the IRS provides uh, tax inflation adjustments in our tax brackets. So for example, <clears throat> the standard deduction for married couples uh, filing jointly for the tax year 2023 is going to rise to $27,700, which is $1,800 up from 2022. If you're a single taxpayer or a married person filing uh, independently, you'll get a $900 bump in your standard deduction. So as the inflation rate goes up, the tax brackets also go up. Okay, so this is good news. Yeah, yeah. It means it means because <laughs> it that doesn't you... sound like because right that that all. I know that you think I can think about math this early in the morning, but you would be wrong. So okay, Carmen, so my tax my tax bracket's not changing, but some rule within my tax bracket is changing. The bre- the, the the percentages don't change, but the thresholds for getting into those brackets change. They go up. And so in other oh. words, so in other words, uh, let's let, let's take a couple uh, filing jointly. They're married and they are ninety five thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. Their tax rate would have been twenty four percent in twenty twenty three. The rate drops to twenty two percent because they didn't hit the threshold to be in the twenty four percent tax bracket. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Um, I, I, I can tell by your uh huh. <laughs> you know, okay. so just say that. Well, say that. What well, say that part again? Okay, so we've got a couple. Let's say they're making together ninety five thousand dollars. Right. Right. Okay. What What and, would have been true of them in twenty twenty two that will now not be true of them in twenty twenty three? In twenty twenty two, they would have been in the bracket for twenty four percent. In 2023, mm-hmm. they will be in the bracket for 22% because the amount of dollars needed to get into the 24% bracket went up by 7%. So mm. you have okay. you, you have, you, oh, you have a minimum it's, threshold. because it's connected to inflation. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So in See, 2022. If you say it enough times, if you say it enough times, <laughs> I eventually get it. Yeah, in 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 2022 you needed to earn $89,000 in order to get into the 24% tax bracket. In 2023 you'll need to earn 95,000 in order to get into that same tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if your income stays the same, chances are are reasonably good that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in 2023 than you were in 2022 because the IRS is indexing the tax brackets. Uh, to inflation. Okay, so does that mean I'm likely to get a refund because I paid in as if I were in the higher one? No, your your okay. deductions in 2023, what what your employer withholds will be on the 2023 brackets. So uh, all okay. things being equal, you'll either just, get the, get the same looking. refunds or no refunds. I'm just looking, you know, I'm just looking for any good news this morning. Okay, um, apparently car repossessions are, are about to really um, hit the accelerator. Can we talk about yeah. that next? Like how people have ended so ended up so upside down in, um, in, in car loans? Can we talk about that next? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is a yeah. We, yeah, actually, we can. This is a story from NBC News, uh, and they're reporting that we're falling behind on our car payments, so auto repossessions are up. This is because there's higher car prices and prolonged inflation, and the two of those things are creating a real strain on household budgets. Okay, so uh, let's let's go back. Pre-pandemic repossessions fell because Americans got a boost from the stimulus checks. Lenders were more accommodating to those who were behind on their payments. But in recent months, people have burned through all that stimulus money that they got, and the number of people behind on their car payments has been approaching the pre-pandemic levels, and the rate of loan defaults is now exceeding, the auto defaults now is now exceeding what it was in, uh, in 2019. But there's, you know, there, there, there's another sub-story here, and that is, is that if you're in the repossession business, this is a boon. Right during the pandemic, the the repossession companies shrunk by about thirty percent. A lot of workers went and found other work, and a number of the repossession companies went out of business. Now the lenders are actually paying these repossession companies premiums to jockey for position to get ahead of other lenders who also need their cars repossessed who are in default. So, you know, you have you have really two stories here. One is that repossessions are up because people can't afford their car payments due to inflation and the lack of the stimulus money. In other words, they took out loans they probably shouldn't have taken out. But number two, the repossession business is a great business to be in right now. And they are they are really doing well if if they're they're just doing well. So Okay, so a couple of quick things. Um if you yeah. if you know you're at risk of this um, take your personal possessions out of your car because your car could be repossessed pretty much at any time. Um, yep. And um, they're going to auction it off within 30 days. So if you do have personal possessions in there, they can't keep those, but you have to go get them before they auction your car off. So there you go. Um, and I guess maybe if you're looking for a car, there are going to be a lot of really good cars at public auction. Yeah, in the yeah. in the coming weeks and months. So, all right, Bill and I are going to take a very very brief break. When we come back, we're going to have Bill look a little bit over the horizon. This will not surprise you if you listen to Bill on any regular basis. But there's some cloud. He sees some clouds ahead. So we're going to do a little forecasting beyond 2023 to get this 2032. Yep, this is a long look up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. Gee, I wish I was back in the Army. The Army wasn't really bad at all. Three meals a day. Okay, so you might be wondering, why are we playing this particular song? Apparently, this is Bill English's... Favorite song from his favorite Christmas movie that's not a Christmas song or a Christmas movie? Explain, sir. Oh, come on. White Christmas is a Christmas movie? That's mm-hmm. from White Christmas. Bing Crosby? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I always thought of it as a I'm Christmas not a movie, movie person, and I'm definitely not a watch a movie more than once person. So I'm, I'm really, really this is, you, I am so out of my depth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, you've never watched Princess Bride more than once? Okay. So there are a handful of movies that I, I have watched more than once, and then that is on the list. Amazing okay. Grace is on my list. Princess yes. Bride. Um, um, there's one, um, about a lion. Um, it's very, very uh, funny. It's about two old guys. Yeah, oh secondhand goodness. lions. Yes, secondhand lions. I've watched secondhand that, actually, lions. Yeah, that's times. that's. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm really my list of will watch a movie more than once. That list is really really short, and Christmas is really hard because there's just a handful of movies that everybody wants to watch over and over and over again, and I okay. I find that so tiresome. Well, uh, we live in two different worlds, Carmen. I know it's okay. So, All it's right. Okay. Um, Speaking of the world and the world that you see on the horizon, yes, ma'am. Um, let's do a little forecasting. Why? Yeah. Why are we looking ahead to 2032, which is nine years away? Like, why? Why look to 2032? And what do you see when you look there? Because uh, we're looking at this uh, because the Congressional Budget Office is now projecting that in 2032 we will spend 1.2 trillion. That's trillion dollars just on interest on the debt that we will have accumulated by then. So in this year, we're spending 400 billion. If that isn't enough, we're spending 400 billion this year on interest on our national debt. That's going to triple uh, by 2032. And that's only 10 years from now. It's really not that far out. And they are projecting, CBO projects will spend $8 trillion just on interest payments over the next 10 years and over the next 30 years they're projecting we will spend 66 trillion dollars just on interest payments and by uh 20 uh, i'm really going to go out here now if you think 2032 is a long way i'm going to go to 2052 by then 30 years from now it is projected that interest costs will be the largest expenditure of the federal government um, eclipsing defense medicare and social security and we are on, an, to my way of thinking, we're on an unsustainable path, and we need our leaders to actually lead and come up with some solutions here. Okay, so let's talk about that. How do you, I mean, that's not only unsustainable, it's really like hard to imagine that we would be spending more on interest payments than on everything else. Like it's going to eclipse everything else within 30 years. 30 years is actually not that long of a no, period it's not. of time. No, it's so, not. Um, like it, uh, policymakers, I mean, clearly if you, if you're reading this and know about it, um, other people know about it. Um, this is actually not something you can just keep putting off. So talk with us about, I don't know, what, what are the positive ways this needs to be addressed right now? Well, there's a structural imbalance between how much we take in as a nation at the federal level and how much is going out. Um, we're we're running trillion dollar deficits every year. That has to stop. We have to start living within our means. Either we need to raise taxes, which I think we need to do, and we need to cut spending, which I think we need to do, and we need to start uh, in on an annual basis not spending more than what we're taking in. That's step number one. Then step number two, which is the really tough part, we need to start paying back the debt. 
and actually overtax people a little bit every year and start paying back this debt. We cannot, for the long term, continue to uh, spend more than what we have and expect our country to remain solvent. At some point, we go bankrupt. And when we go bankrupt, the party ends. There's no money. There, 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 there just won't be any money for Social Security. There won't be any money for defense. There won't be any money for education, infrastructure projects. The whole thing comes to a, to a screeching halt, in my estimation. And uh, we have to start living within our means. And this means it, we can't look at this as a Republican or a Democrat problem. We have to look at this as an American problem that we, the people, need to solve. On that joyful note, no, yes, I think you're I'm, right. You know. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's true of each and every one of us individually. It's true of our households. And it's true of we, the people, as a nation. And so, um, Bill, don't don't allow us to turn away from this, um, although we might be tempted to do so. So you you continue to... Um, raise this issue, and we will continue to talk about it in earnest in the new year. Okay. Agreed? Agreed. Deal. You mm. got a deal. That's good. That's good. Because somebody has to be talking about it, and it might as well be us. There you go. It might as that's, well be Bill. It, it, might as well, it might as well be us. So that's Bill English. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com, um, or apparently this time of year, watching Christmas movies that may or may not be Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. White know. Christmas. It's I, a great I'm movie. Just, just giving you a hard time. <laughs> hey, we love you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Love you too. Take care. All right. Merry Christmas. Let's take a break for Breakpoint. When we consider um, all of the characters of Christmas, I suppose that if you're a woman, um, Mary certainly comes to the fore in terms of the characters at the crush with whom we identify in, in some particular ways. And I particularly like the way that Mary ponders these things in her heart. I'm a, I'm a bit of a ponderer myself, and so pondering things in my heart that God is doing um, is a part of maybe my regular spiritual practice. How do you identify with Mary? When, it, you know, when we think about Mary, she goes into this, into this labor of love, uh, into this um, willing, submissive service unto the Lord in a very, very unique way. And she also does so knowing she's going to suffer. It's, it, this is going to pierce your soul as well. She knows that going in. Um, And so let's take a look at Mary. Let's do so with our friend Marina Hoffman Willard. Um, She is the author of Women in the Bible, a small group Bible study. Um, She also has a lot of experiences just in her own life in terms of suffering and, um, and faith and experiences with the love of God. And so we're just going to talk about all of that um, with Marina. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. A mysterious star in the sky. It's bright like one and shines like one. A baby lying in a manger. There he is, after all this time. And a fulfilled promise. You will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. In Fulfillment is a biblical audio drama. Over 40 voice actors and the fulfilled moments of Jesus' life. Search In Fulfillment wherever you listen to podcasts. Or just go to MyFaithRadio.com. 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, we're talking with uh, Dr. Marina Hoffman. She's a Bible professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Her book is Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. It's complemented by a free video series that you can find at womeninthebible.info. Marina, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Morning. Thanks so much for having me, Carmen. Yeah, absolutely. So let's um, let's start with Mary. Um, certainly, your book includes so many great women of the Bible, but you know, at this Christmas time, let's um let's let's start with Mary. Mary was not perfect, but her child was. Um is there a particular part of Mary's story that you feel led to bring forward as we, you know, consider the challenge that we face to be like perfect in a world that's anything but perfect? Oh, that was definitely my perspective of her. And I think we're so influenced by art, right? All the classical art. She's always perfect mm. with a halo, right? So somewhere in the back of our minds, we think she's angelic for sure. And her baby's always behaved, right, Carmen? I mean, um, not the experience of many mothers. So that was the perspective I came, even though I had studied her from a scholarship angle. And when I read her story again, and this was just after COVID had come, I was astounded to realize in many senses, she was traumatized. This angel comes and itself is miraculous and such a massive change to see an angel and to be announced that you're going to have a child that's the son of God. And what can that possibly mean? Seems impossible. And then everything in her life changes. So I think there's a lot we can relate to in terms of seeing how she is able to adapt to this change. And this change comes from God, which is all the more complex. In a sense, the suffering she'll endure is also from the Lord. Yeah, that connection between calling and willing submission, right, to the plans of God and being a vessel of God, that that connection between calling and suffering. I mean, we certainly see that in Mary's life. Could you, you know, help, help, help us see that connection in our own lives as well? Oh, sure. If you look at Mary, you see that she leaves her family. And I think Mm. it's lovely that she finds support in Elizabeth. But I began to wonder how much of her story do we not realize? You know, was there pain and a sense of hostility and opposition and a, a claim that she's just being ridiculous, even from her own parents? What drives her to leave? And as a pregnant woman, so vulnerable. And so we just know from culture, from the situation that she's in right, to claim that this child is God, that she faced opposition her whole life. And yet, what does she do? She doesn't seem to run away. She doesn't disappear from the story like Joseph. She stays with Jesus his whole life long. And it's a beautiful response for us to say, even when the path God calls us to is going to be hard and challenging and bring in suffering, which I think in a sense it always does, Can we have that kind of resilience? Can we have the courage to accept the call and then to commit to it? The connection um, between motherhood and calling and suffering. uh, There's not a mom listening right now who doesn't like isn't nodding her head in agreement. Like we totally get that parenting, no matter how no matter how it is that the children come into our lives, um, whom God sends, they are sacred trust. And we have a uh, unique burden for each and every one of them. Um, maybe speak, Marina, here for just a moment to women who are listening right now 
um, who are moms who are facing a particularly challenging time um, this Christmas season, um, maybe an invitation to them in terms of uh, in terms of their kids, in terms of parenting, and in terms of seeing their lived experience um, as a mom in the context of the calling of the Lord? Well, the beautiful thing about the role we have as parents and other people who are involved in the lives of the younger generation is that we teach them fundamentally through our example. And sometimes I think, Carmen, it's hard because it's a slow road. We go to the teachers, you know, they'll tell them something new. They can come home and tell us what they've learned. It's so instant. Or they see something on in media and TV. But in terms of our role, it's a long and slow path of modeling right behavior, modeling a commitment to God and faithfulness. And yet the great benefit is that our example really is the long-term one that goes down deep. And it, you know, in 50 years, they're not going to remember what a teacher told them or what they saw on the TV, but they will certainly remember what we modeled for them. So I think the greatest encouragement that I find as a mom is to keep going, to pray every day, to ask God. And for me, it's often patience because I like things to happen fast and I have a four and a half year old. So you know, just saying, God, show me what patience looks like today. Show me what grace and gentleness looks like. And then there's these amazing moments. If you can find yourself present and paying attention to your child, where you see them reflect back the very things you've taught them. And so as much, as hard as it is to exemplify God all the time, what a reward when we see our children doing something that we're so proud of, and we know we had um, an impact on their lives. Mm, that's so good. We're talking with Dr. Marina Hoffman. She's a Bible professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Um, her award-winning book is Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. It's complemented by a free video series at womeninthebible.info. Um, so you're a four-and-a-half-year-old. Like It's hard for me to believe that your, your baby is now four-and-a-half right? Um, and when we talk about Mary, we know the miraculous nature of um, of her child. But really, in terms of your lived experience, the fact that you have a baby of your own is no less miraculous. Can you remind us, Marina, of this part of your story? Yes. And again, it's so interesting because the life experiences we have really help us to see scripture in a new way. So thank you for pointing that out. I certainly saw Mary different after I had a child. Um, for me, I was in a massive car wreck. I had all kinds of injuries. I worked so hard to get better. But two years later, the doctor said it was still near impossible, less than 1% chance. And so that moment that many of us have been through, whether it's with fertility or any other news that seems so devastating and so impossible, it can really be overwhelming. For me, I had felt overwhelmed for two years begging God for a child. And in that moment, for me, there was actually a sense of relief. And I said, I've been carrying a burden. I haven't been happy. I've let it dominate my life but I can now surrender it to God and say, Lord, you take this burden. It's now not about something I ate or how much exercise I got. This impossible situation is exactly the kind of thing that God is able to do. So for me, it was a moment of relief, but my goodness, the shock and joy two months later when I found out I was pregnant was overwhelming. And I think it's really a pleasure as a mom to have a story like that because I think it helps me to be attentive 
and to really pay attention every day and to be thankful for her, which can sometimes be hard when kids are going crazy, bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I mean, right. Aren't there days when you're like, okay, you have to remind yourself, okay, I prayed for this. I, I asked God for this. I, I begged God for this child. <laughs> like, right? Yes. And you know, um, every yeah. single night she asks for the story. So it's kind of sweet. We take 30, mm. 40 seconds and I tell her just the recap I told you and how God sent me a little angel and her name was Willow. And so it's even nice to remind her that her life is a gift. Absolutely. Um, if you're listening right now uh, and God has brought someone to mind, I, I have a less than 1% chance um, friend. Her name is Elizabeth. She's been told there's a less than 1% chance. Um, and so if you have uh, somebody that the Lord just brought to mind who's a less than 1% chance person, um, let's just be praying for them ardently today. I'm going to pray, especially today for Elizabeth and Nathan, that God would grant the desire of their hearts and send them a baby. Um, if you've got a less than 1% chance friend today, as we're talking with Marina and we're talking about her lived experience and we're talking about Mary uh, and her lived experience as the mother of Jesus, as we talk about the things that we're encountering as women in the world today, anxiety, depression, and trauma, and how to encourage our children in the midst of all of that, let's be praying ardently for each other. We're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Marina Hoffman here in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show featured on the Faith Radio Network. There is a lot going on at Faith Radio, tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share at MyFaithRadio.com. My guess is you spend a fair amount of time on social media. So where do you spend your time? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube? Well, have you followed or liked Faith Radio on those platforms? I would invite you to do so. I'm there as well. If you want to check out uh, my personal pages, you could connect with me individually. We would love to have you uh, use the resources that we have produced and are creating and posting on social media for you to share with others. We got all kinds of stuff from graphics to, you know, Bible verses. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. Go check it out on your social media. Connect with us on Faith Radio social media. And, you know, let's get the word out to others. All right. Back to the show. Again, thanks for listening. Love connecting with you at MyFaithRadio.com. I have many cold and weary, with a babe inside, and I Have you wondered um, and pondered things with Mary? During, uh, during Advent, certainly during Christmas, we think a lot about the character of this individual whose name is Mary. We know her as the mother of Jesus. She's also, you know, the cousin of Elizabeth. She's the wife of Joseph. She's got other kids. Um, and she figures largely in the life of Jesus and periodically throughout the Gospels, we, um, we learn little things about her. Um, we're talking with Dr. Marina Hoffman today. Mary is one of the women uh, who is chronicled in Women in the Bible, small group Bible study. Um, you can find more about that at womeninthebible.info. Marina, when um, when we think about the lived experience of moms in the culture today, um, there's there's just a lot going on. I mean, like right now, if you've got a little kid and they're sick, it's frankly hard to get 
pain relieving medication over the counter at the pharmacy. Like uh, uh, last year, we were talking about a shortage of baby formula, particularly for kids who had particular, you know, particular digestive issues. And and COVID is still um, a, a chronically difficult issue for people whose children were not in school for long periods of time and or forced to wear masks, um, fears, anxieties, um, social media, like, right. It is, it is, this is, this is an anxiety filled time to be a mom. Can you just talk a little bit about overcoming anxiety, depression, and trauma as a mom in the culture today? Absolutely. It is. And I think that once again, we can't help but influence our children so heavily by our own example. Are we mm-hmm. filled with all kinds of fears? If so, those fears will transpire to our children. And I think everyone knows how perceptive some children can be. They're paying attention, they're listening, they're picking up far more than we can imagine. And so, you know, asking ourselves first, Lord, can I overcome my fears? And it doesn't mean that, you know, we live life fearlessly. I think, Carmen, there's often this idea, even preach from the pulpit, that we have to overcome all our fears. But I don't see that always in the lives of women in the Bible who did incredible things. Rather, they tend to admit that they're afraid. Even Mary, we can say, you know, angel tells her not to be afraid because she was afraid. But they're willing to face their fears and they're willing to move forward in faith. And I think if we can exemplify to our children that our faith in God is stronger than any fear of the world that we have, I think that's a beautiful starting place. And again, I think there's some practical little things like praying every morning, taking it to God in prayer as a family builds that kind of trust and anchor for the day that will impact our children. Let's talk about some of those um, little things that actually, you know, are seeds of of very, very big things. Um, I uh, I had an opportunity this past weekend to see and spend a little bit of time with my cousin, Jennifer. She serves full-time as a missionary in Togo, West Africa. And her four boys, um, she's largely raised them on her own into manhood. Um, her sweet husband um, um, died um, on the mission field um, of what here in the United States would have been an utterly preventable disease. Um, but she, uh, she, we were just noting with her, like, they have grown into great young men, great, wonderful young men. And Jim and I were noting that to her. And Jim was remembering when they were with us, when they were little or littler, um, you know, the commitment that she had to be in the word of God with them, it, you know, huddled together um, over the word, praying with and for each other and about the things they were going to face on that particular day, no matter where they were. Um, in the world, they were always in the word. And Jenny um, said this weekend, like, you know, if I if I did nothing else as a mother, right, if I did nothing else as a mother, I have created a pattern of life for these boys that includes the Lord as an absolutely essential and integral part. It's, it is where you start your day. Um, talk, talk with us about some of that, the, the patterning that happens. And you call them little things, but they are seeds that become big things. That's right. That's so beautiful. What an example in that story for all of us and a reminder that the things we're doing in terms of investing in the faith of our children will pay off. And I think sometimes, and it surprises me, I have a smart girl, but I sometimes feel like the faith aspect and the Bible, 
like the truths I'm trying to tell her don't sink in because maybe it's not so practical, Carmen. She doesn't use it right away. She doesn't read or count right away with that information. But now that she's four and a half, I'm beginning to see it come out in miraculous ways. You know, she'll be playing with a friend and she doesn't just say staring is caring. She begins to bring faith into it. And I think as we can begin to see the impact of faith in our children, it's so encouraging. But even if we don't, we have to be tenacious and consistent and keep demonstrating to them that if they can anchor their lives in God, it's a foundation that will see them through all the trials. And again, being willing to be people who work on our own lives, even as moms, even as the trials of you know, pushing us so hard in our terms of our patience and kindness and never being angry to them and always affirming them. These are exhausting things, but what an investment we're making. And, you know, Carmen, all of us who have experienced this know that it also comes back to bless us as we anchor our own children in a day that begins with prayer. Our own day begins with prayer. So I think it's, for me, it's been the foundation of being a mom, really saying, I can't control the world. I don't know all the things going on. These are scary times. But if I can anchor myself in faith, I know that that will be a consistent pillar that will bring us through every day. Um, Marina, you and I are uh, pretty willing to be considered like weird in the world. Yes. <laughs> um, and and I think that parents who are raising our children you know, in a way that's just obviously distinctively Christian, like we're we're going to be weird. But you know what? Mary was absolutely considered weird in her day, and she's the most blessed among women. Yeah. And the other thing is what is weird in the world is not necessarily weird in our own home. I mean, whatever rules we have, that can become our norm. And mm-hmm. I think it's about blessing when we don't need to deny it. There are many things we do in our family that are simply not done by all the families around us. And that's okay. We reiterate the rules of our family. Our latest one, I, I'm sure it's from the Lord, is that we sometimes feel angry, but in our home, love wins over anger. So if she yells at me in emotion, you know, I immediately forgive her, but I keep reminding her the end has to be love. And she comes back and says sorry on her own now and says she shouldn't have yelled. So all these little things that might seem weird in the eyes of the world, they can be our norm. And what a home of peace and joy and love if we choose to be a little weird, Carmen. Yeah. And when and when you say love wins, um, that means something different in a Christian context and in a Christian family. And it, it gets to be unpacked in ways that the world doesn't necessarily understand. Um, but it is True Truth with a capital T. Marina, as always, what a delight to talk with you. You guys can connect with Dr. Marina Hoffman. Hoffman um, only has one F if you're looking for her on social media, but you can connect with her through her website and get more information about um, uh, about Women in the Bible small group Bible study as well at womeninthebible.info. Marina, as always, um, thank you so much for joining us. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Um, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio, and we'll be right back. O come ye, O come ye, um, O come all ye faithful. You know what? O come all ye unfaithful as well. I want everybody to come. 
Like, come let us adore him. If you have never considered the gift that God sends in the person of Jesus, let today be the day you consider it. Like, just consider it. Be open to the possibility that God, the God of the universe, who made it all, um, put on human flesh to dwell among us. Why would he do that? Because of love. Because of love. Because from eternity past, he has loved you. And he wants a reconciled relationship with you. And the way to accomplish that is the person of Jesus. And so consider Jesus. Like, come. Come, yes, all you who are faithful. Absolutely. But come, all you who are unfaithful as well. Consider Jesus. And if you are a Christian, stand today um, ready to talk with someone who is considering Jesus for the first time or reconsidering Jesus for the first time in a long time. Let's be those people today. Let's be people who shine light on this, the quote unquote longest day of darkness in the year. Because we're the people who knows that the light has dawned. Let's be there um, encouraging people to allow the light to dawn in their life as well. Has it dawned on you? Has the light of Christ dawned on you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, Click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.